Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. sitting here with Paul and we're from Cooking with Steam. Hello, Paul. Hello, Linda. Paul, one of the things that we get asked a lot about, and this is from the really early days when we were first even just researching steam ovens, was the issue of maintenance, how to clean them, how to look after them. And uh, there doesn't seem to be a lot of information at the time, and I don't think there still is. No, it's a bit of hit and miss with, uh, with maintenance. I mean... Uh, the one thing that most people will be familiar with is, is descaling, um, but that works on the internals of the of the machine. So this, you know, that sort of gets rid of any lime scale or water scale um, throughout the sort of steam generator system. Um, but yeah, maintenance is more than that. Clearly, well, I know we my the model that we have. It was quite difficult getting the descaling unit from them, and when they did, they sent us the tablets, and it took a while to get it get it right. And I know you used citric acid one time, was that right? Yeah, when you, when you were cleaning it a couple of years ago. Yeah, I've tried citric acid, um, oh, various things as far as the descale goes. I mean, most these days, and I mean these days, we're only talking what five or six years ago. Um, but of course, like anything new, you would want to follow the instructions from the manufacturer. And most manufacturers will include a little sort of descaling kit with your oven. But that being said, it's only one. So most ovens work now on a time cycle as to when you should descale. So after X amount of hours of use, it'll give you a uh, you know, warning to descale the machine um and generally most of the descalers these days are like the liquid coffee descalers so for a coffee machine but that's still not solving the problem of cleaning the inside of the cavity no and i must admit after the last time when it was so difficult getting any accurate descaling from the company that um our oven's from I just got the coffee descaler from, I think, Wool, from uh, Woolworths, and it worked fine. It went through the process, and it was fine, and it didn't hurt the oven at all. Yeah, I mean, as long as you um, run the oven oven through several sort of steam cycles and, and rinse the water reservoir pretty well. Yeah, I think you, we you, did that two times. On Yeah, the, most will say two or three times. You're, yeah, pre- you're, pre- you're pretty safe, but for the cavity of the oven i mean there's a lot of different clearly manufacturers and a lot of different um cavity materials um but there are a few things i mean we did do a video a long time ago about a little sort of cleaning solution uh to help remove some baked on sort of food and you know just general oven grime um like roast pork. Yeah. When you have roast pork, it goes to every corner of that oven. Yeah. yeah. So the, um, I think our solution was water and a little bit of vinegar and some bicarb soda and a little bit of dishwashing liquid from memory, it which was, which is, is, what I is okay. Use. Yeah, I still use yeah, that. Yeah, it's good. Um, 
the only thing to be aware of with that, and maybe we didn't, I don't think we highlighted it at the time, was um, as most combi steam ovens have a rubber door seal or a gasket. And the reason they do is because when the door closes, the inner glass of the door sits flush up against that rubber seal and it seals the cavity so that steam doesn't escape. Now, the problem with using anything acid or vinegar vinegar based so an acid base is that that can have adverse effects on the rubber door seal and make it sort of loose and lose its shape a little bit so there's nothing wrong for the inside of the cavity you just got to keep that away from the the door seal but anything sort of as natural as you can get it is going to be best but uh, there's various models with various sort of cleaning functionality and if we're talking a full combi steam there isn't um, you know like a pyrolytic cycle yet um, for a full combi steam oven a lot of steam assist ovens have a pyrolytic cycle but a full combi steam oven that does you know standalone steaming there isn't one yet but um, so you know maintenance is one of those things what you'll find is if you keep your oven relatively clean and the beauty of these is that they do stay cleaner i mean it depends how you look after them but they do do stay cleaner because if you're using your oven the way we would like you to use your oven there's an element of steam going into the cavity whether you're baking or steaming uh, which means thing things don't get baked on in the same way uh, so it's a little bit easier to clean than let's say a standard multifunction oven of course pyrolytics totally different because it just burns everything off anyway so yeah i just be aware that you know cleaning solutions that have anything acid based it's fine for the inside of the oven and as natural as you can get it is better um and yeah just steer clear of your, your rubber door seal really well i do like that little solution that you developed a few years ago and I still use that now because after something particularly like roast pork and sort of fatty and yeah. splattery like that I just find that uh, when the oven cools down and I'm sort of loading up the dishwasher and doing the dishes that I spray a little bit in on a low temp yeah 20 minutes and then I wipe it out yeah it cuts the grease I mean uh, yeah it's great yeah, it cuts the grease. A lot of uh, manufacturers have steam cleaning cycles and they'll work at varying temperatures depending on the manufacturer, generally between sort of 70, maybe 80 and maybe 90 degrees. I'm not 100% sure on all of them. But the steam cleaning cycle, the idea behind that is to basically loosen uh, baked on food matter to the side walls of the oven and the back of the oven and all the rest of it. Are they... Do they work? Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's like anything. If you get a bit of steam in there, it will loosen it. But you still... That's a manual job with a combi steam oven for now. Um, you have to sort of get in there and get it clean. But what you'll find is if you keep it clean, you'll get better performance. Because um, baked on food matter... And let's say you've done your roast pork and you've got a bit of fat splatter and maybe something's sort of stuck to the side wall of the oven. You had a you know, bit of overhang or something like that. I don't know. And you've, you've got a bit of baked on grime in the oven. When you're steaming, if, if you have that in your oven, when you're steaming your food, that will collect water. So when you create steam in the oven, that different surface, because you've got, you've added a surface that will collect water and create water droplets. 
so you'll end up with a much wetter oven. So the cleaner you can keep it, the drier your oven will be for you when you're actually steaming your food. So keep it as clean as you can. I mean, everyone, when they get a new one for the first like three months of its life, they clean it daily and it's like a new car. And then afterwards they're like, eh, it'll wait, eh, it'll wait, it'll wait. But if the cleaner you keep it, the better performance you'll get, especially when you're steaming and you won't build up as much water. One of the cleans that I did last night on our oven was the water reservoir hmm. in the jug. And I must admit, Dougie's been doing the heavy lifting and the cooking lately, and I haven't used the oven for a couple of weeks. And I noticed when I, I was using it last night that the water reservoir, when I went to fill it up, had some mould inside. And I just put in a solution of water, bicarb, and a little bit of vinegar yeah. and gave it a shake and... Because it's quite a narrow cavity. Yeah, it's really... I mean, that's an old, like, older model. And I've only noticed it lately because the oven is quite old. And this is our second water reservoir. No, it's our original water reservoir with just a new plug at the bottom. Yeah. That it does... It, it is a different in the way that it absorbs or retains the sort of the grime. When yeah. it was brand new, it was easier to clean. Now it's kind of, you know, six, seven years in, it's really, I think, holding on to that grum a bit more than it used to. It's a little bit harder inside to clean. Yeah. But and it didn't take long. Yeah. It really didn't take long to clean it out and get rid of all that sort of surface, little bit of mildew. Yeah. And then I started using it again. I mean, the thing with my, I mean, we're talking about an oven that's, oh, I don't know how many years old, it'd be close to eight. Mm-hmm. So eight years old. So it's moved, the the water reservoir technology, if you want to call that, has moved on significantly since then. Um, And a lot of ovens will indicate to you once you have finished cooking to empty and rinse the water reservoir. And they're a lot more accessible than what they were previously. Some ovens will have a, um, a separate return reservoir. So when it creates steam and, you know, extra water in the cavity that'll go into a different reservoir which you can then empty and clean um but it's like anything the trick with the water reservoir is to uh empty it out when you're not using it if you use it daily fine if you go away for a weekend just empty it out because it it is a cavity and it, it is sealed so any water in there and let's say the house gets hot it'll sweat and that's where you're probably getting that build up I mean, that's a your reservoir in particular is extraordinarily difficult to well, not extraordinarily difficult, but it's difficult to get into the nooks and crannies because it's very thin. You can't get your hand in there. You can't clean it. So, I mean, I suppose that's another thing when people are looking for their oven. Look at where the reservoir is, what shape it is, how accessible it is to clean. Because well, yeah, I mean, there's so many different sort of things in water depending on where you are. Um, and if you leave it standing, then... Well, I noticed the oven that we're testing at the moment in the cooking steam kitchen, I noticed the first thing I looked at was uh, the water reservoir, and I was very impressed with this one because it was a nice wide-open little box that yeah. slid in and out, and I thought, oh, that's going to be much easier if you had that oven for a few years to clean, whereas I noticed, as you said, ours is quite narrow yeah. and thin, and, and it's something that while my husband, you know, is um, not as 
as maybe versed in the, in the oven as I was over those years, and as I said, he's just doing the heavy lifting now with cooking, it's just something he didn't think about. Yeah. He just fills it up, puts it back in, and continues cooking. As you, and, and as you would. As you would, you're just thinking, oh, I'll just top it up. But yeah. yeah, it's just, I mean, think of it kind of like, you know, you, you have a pot plant inside and you overwater it and overwater it and overwater it and you know, the, it ends up sitting in a pool of water and you, standing water is not really good anywhere. Um, I mean, even a fish tank, you, you empty some water out weekly and then you top it up. So you, you want you want to get rid of that, any standing water. Um, and the only other thing I'll mention with the reservoirs is because... I mean, I haven't seen one yet that isn't plastic. Don't put them in the dishwasher. Because dishwasher heats will make plastics brittle. Now, not all plastics. And some will say they're dishwasher safe. Seriously, most of them are a, a litre or less. Hand wash it. And just give it a rinse. Just warm, yeah. soapy water. And a lot of the stuff within the oven, like, you know, side racks and, you know, trays and all of that stuff, Warm soapy water is really the best thing. I mean, it depends on, you know, sometimes you'll have an enamel tray, which is fine, do whatever you want with it. But yeah, warm soapy water is generally the best thing and a bit of elbow grease. I mean, these aren't, you're not buying, you haven't bought a pyrolytic oven, which is self-cleaning, push a button, walk away. The argument is, is that you've bought, you know, a pyrolytic oven is for someone who's worried about cleaning. A combi steam oven is for someone who wants to do more and varied cooking. It's a cook's oven. One of the one of the elements of our oven that haven't sort of deteriorated over time is the trays themselves. You know, all these years in, last night roast pork comes off, a little bit of soaking of the tray in a little bit of just water. Yeah. When I came to do the dishes, it was it's effortless. You can actually use a soft sponge to take off. Yeah. After all these years, I just love that. That's one of my favourite things with the with cleaning is compared to the bottom oven, which is a normal oven, that is a lot harder to clean. Yeah, and that's another thing to sort of people should look at when they're in the purchase phase is what, what mm. trays they get with it, how many they get, mm. what materials they're made from. Um, because all of that stuff counts in the end and it all matters. And if they're buying two ovens, make sure they're interchangeable between the two ovens. Um, the only other thing that is we're sort of semi-talking maintenance and all the rest of it is learn how to take your door off. That's a, you know, learn how to take the oven door off because no matter what anyone says, you'll get maybe a droplet of water or something in between the panes of glass in the door. And especially if you've got a nice new Renault house and everything's brand new and sparkly and then you, all you see is like a little streak water drop in between the door glass. So... If you buy, or if you are in the you know phase of buying, get someone to show you how to take the door off. And most of the ovens these days, you can remove every single pane of glass and clean in between them. But you will get a drop of food in between them, and it's, it's like it sounds like it's a you know whole what fifteen minutes talking about maintenance and stuff. But like just learn how to do it, and once it's it's like anything, it's a knack, and you, it'll be end up being like. Back in the day when we actually had keys, which we put into ignition, you do it blindfolded in your own car. At the start, you've got to look for it. So you, it needs a little bit of practice, but it's a knack. But just it's another one of those things. Just learn. I must admit, I've never learned to take off the door. Yes, and it, because I do it. Yes, I, <laughs> and it drives me nuts when you're not there because 
our oven is against the far right of our kitchen up against near the window so i can clean and i can't reach into the cavity that far when the door's down and yeah. so i can stand to the left of the kitchen so the, the problem oven, with being a little bit short can, yes <laughs> and i can clean the right side of the oven but i cannot for the life of me get into the left side in front of me because i can't see what i'm cleaning yeah so yes, I do need to. I have thought about that. Yeah. Uh, about asking you when you're around next time, show me. But and they're generally like they're not difficult. I mean, there's only there's only so many uh, hinge manufacturers in the world, so a lot of the hinges across different brands will be the same. I have seen you do it a number of times, and I, yeah. I must admit, I look at it and think, oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Two not there, and then I don't want to break it. Yeah, and everyone's afraid of breaking it. You, but it's just like it's another sort of you know one of those things you just to, I mean it's like anything they're not cheap we know that like if you look after it it's going to look nice for a long period of time and it will perform how you want so treat it like you would you know a car and like, for just a hot tip for the uh, non-compy steam ovens I use nappy sand to soak the bottom oven trays and racks in and that is a whiz. That cuts through the grease really easily. Really? Nappy sand. Or whatever the alternative right. branding is for that these days. But nappy sand is fantastic. For in... cleaning oven trays. Soak it. Cuts oh, I've through learned all something today, Linda. No, there you are. <laughs> there you are. But apart from maintenance, the other thing would be what, Paul, that you notice on ovens that we get a we get some queries about cleaning, some about yeah. We don't, actually, we don't really... We get some about some technical issues, but we don't really get any about about uh, faulty parts or, or not working parts of an oven. And I think most people... Yeah, most people will go straight back to their place of purchase or the manufacturer. Most major brands these days have got a pretty big warranty on their ovens. Now, the reason for that is, and I can give you an insider's perspective on this... Um, you'll find a much shorter warranty on things like, and I mean, I'm generalizing, but you'll find a much shorter warranty on things like a refrigerator and a dishwasher and even a washing machine than you will on an oven and a cooktop. And the reason is, is that a dishwasher, washing machine and a refrigerator work at least double as hard as your oven. They do double the amount of work, hence the shorter warranty period. So most manufacturers will have a pretty long warranty period for an oven. Um, so yeah, we don't get queried about that that much um, because if something does go wrong with an oven, I mean, these ovens are all electric. Um, generally they'll have a, you know, the manufacturers and I'm generalizing, but they'll have a technician which will go out. And I mean, I've seen the ins and outs of, quite a few combi steam ovens now i'm not an electrician by any stretch of the imagination um but essentially we're talking about something with heating elements and something that creates steam and you know there, i mean there's a lot to it and there's moving control panels and there's all sorts of moving parts and bits and pieces but most of the technologies in like the user interface and stuff like that um, which of course software engineers do and i've got no idea about and i don't have on I no. don't have one on our oven. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's still manufacturers, there's still ovens which do have that sort of, mm. you know, you don't have to have a touchscreen oven. You can have a, you know, a twisting knob like old school. Um, but 
probably we I can attest that regardless of whether it's a, a knob that twists or a digital user interface, the cooking results, as long as you have an idea about the famous old time and temperature, it's not going to matter that much. So, you know, get, get what's comfortable to you. But yeah, the technical stuff just, you know, I mean, no one wants to read the manual. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> that's... I know. Generally, I mean, they're probably the most, the, the questions we get asked most is, oh, how do I do this? And then we'll end up looking up. So, I mean, if, if anyone ever contacts Cooking with Steam, we actually ask you to give us your model number in preparation so that we can read up to where you haven't so we can give you the right advice about how to go about fixing whatever or ma- maintaining whatever that needs to be maintained according to the, that particular manufacturer. But yeah, just have a flick through. It's not going to make you a better cook, but it might help you look after your oven longer term. Lovely. Well, thank you for that, Paul. No worries. Thank See you, you later. Yeah. See ya. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe, and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com. Mm-hmm.